1: Today's video, we are going to be talking about the massive rally that has just occurred on Bitcoin and the fact that it is currently sitting just below $44,000 and change. There are quite a few reasons to believe that this is a critical decision point where if Bitcoin does manage to have a major breakout above $44,000, that we will be able to continue our rally all the way back up to all-time high in the next three to six months. However, down on the hourly chart, we've actually just seen a confirmed sell signal on Lux Algo as we've retraced over the last 12 hours. So the question on everyone's mind right now is, is, are we going to break to the upside and go into a big rally, or are we about to crash up to $10,000 because there are analysts that are predicting a $35,000 Bitcoin? In fact, we're going to be talking about all of that and more in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. Make sure you tune in, 9.30 Eastern, every single weekday. We're bringing you the number one technical analysis, on-chain analysis, and fundamental analysis show in the cryptocurrency space. We're also going to be talking about some institutions in Canada, Canada, adopting Bitcoin, and how Cash App is going to be bringing online lightning-enabled Bitcoin Transactions. We got a lot to cover in today's show, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and jump right on into it. I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, T. A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? Did you say Canada? I did say Canada. Canada. I said Canada, so people knew I wasn't crazy, and then yeah, I said Canada. Canadia. 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 It's Canadia. like it's like you know, Madagascar. The other way you say it is Madagascar. I've never heard that. Never heard That's that. Okay. China's you know. also known as China.
2: It is what it is. You know, I'm joined. I'm joined today by this uh, nice thing in the center of my eyeballs. Uh, you know.
0: Was, right as you think you're getting you were joined old? Joined there yesterday. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I, I didn't notice it till after the show was over. Uh, but you know, you think you're getting old, and then you get one of those bad boys. You're know, like, "Hey, I'm I'm still kind of young."
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'm not 900 yet. Also, where did that come from? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't wear glasses or anything, so I have no idea why. Yeah.
1: Well, we're also joined as always by Smay.
0: How are you doing, Smay? I'm. I shouldn't have pushed that button. Which button? I mean, I should have pushed a button. I was when I unmuting you during the countdown. My finger yeah, didn't hard enough. Aww. No, I wasn't late. I pushed the buttons. Just no, I wasn't late. My finger just was too weak, <laughs> so it didn't press the button. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that you means you didn't press. Oh, the button. You were Touching the button is not pressing the button. Smay, you um, cut off my intro. Ah. Um, uh, I would like to say before I wanted to say this before I shouted out the members. I would just like to say. Um, If anybody, and I know this is a really weird tone shift, but I just want to say that, guys, Jesus loves you. And if if there's anything that you guys could possibly be going for that you need prayer for anything like that, reach out to us. We would love to pray for you on your behalf. Uh, and just know that you guys are not alone. Whatever you guys are going through, you're not alone. Um, but I would like to say uh, a special thank you to all of our members. We have Leon the Dutch, Ricardo Vinegas, Cryptosaurus Rex. We got Grand Roofing Inc., Ricardo Vinegas. Uh, we've got Crypto Couple, Just Ray, and Crypto Set Guy. <laughs>
1: You guys are so awesome they and cool are.
0: and I love you guys so much. And I thank you guys for supporting the stream.
1: We Heck love you Yeah, well, thank you guys so much to our members and yes Jesus loves you and if you need anything, please please feel free to reach out support crypto and we will be there for you We want to love on you guys We want to help you achieve fence of hashtag financial sovereignty and we want to see you guys succeed You know because crypto has changed all of our lives in massive ways that we simply didn't realize it would and we want to be Able to do the same thing for you because there were people that guided us to where we've become and where we've been and we want to be able to provide The same thing for you guys. So, thank you very much for tuning in. I am joined, as always, by our wonderful Kelly. How are you doing, Kelly?
3: I'm doing so well. I got an excellent night of sleep. Uh, It's it's exciting to be back here with the team here in Florida and working with everybody here at the Crypto Jeb crew. All my basically my crypto family and uh, brothers in arms. And uh, missing my wife a little bit. Uh, So, shout out to my wife Alice back in New York. But we're here doing the work, so we can bring all of you here that uh, come and watch diligently on a daily basis. I I just want to shout out uh, all of you, anybody that's here on the channel, or even if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, If you would just tickle that like button, press a subscribe, help us uh, get this, uh, get this knowledge out to more people so we can help change the world through crypto and help empower more people just as uh, crypto jeb said financial sovereignty with that we got so many things to go over today is it going to go up is it going to go down let's see we got the signals for you
1: well guys what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and jump straight on to coin market cap take a look at what's going on in the top 10 bitcoin sitting at 40 uh, 43 600. and as someone said earlier it's pretty funny we started the show and then boom we started rallying went up 200 bucks in two minutes and now we're down uh, $250 in 3 minutes. This is on the minute chart though and you got to realize the minute chart really doesn't mean a whole lot of anything. So don't get too concerned about what's going on down there. We're going to do plenty of technical analysis here in a second. But just remember that Bitcoin is up 12% over the last 7 days, Ethereum up 10%, both of them sitting pretty neutral over the last 24 hours, Binance coin down 3% but up 10% on the week. We can see that XRP up 10% again, up 35% on the week. If we go to XRP, we'll be able to see that XRP has gone into a rally. Let me go ahead and show you XRP It has done relatively well over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of days, excuse me. It hasn't even been a couple of weeks. It's been over the last three, four days. Rallied 54%, 32 cents from 60 all the way up to 90. Definitely, definitely a good deal for the XRP community. Solana's down 5%, Luna's down 3%, Dot down 3%, Avalanche up 3%. That's great. I told you guys in yesterday's stream, I want to see Avalanche get up to $100 and change, and that will give me some confidence that this market is going to rally. Now, the thing I want to show you on the top 100 here because CoinMarketCap has finally fixed it so that when you sort by the top 100, it don't uh, sort by biggest gainers and losers, it only shows you the top 100. If we look at the top 100 here on CoinMarketCap, we can see IoT. I- iotex is up 20 percent uh kadena up 20 percent shib up 14 percent xrp up 10 percent so there are some pretty large gainers but for the most part the market's actually down and overall it is down we see render token down 100 uh, down 10 percent gala down 10 percent helium down 10 percent mina down 7 percent waves down 7.5 uh, 7. percent and this is the point that we've been making guys and i really just want to kind of uh you know zone in zoom in on this because we've been talking about how hey yes bitcoin is in an uptrend yes we have things like a bullish uh buy for, uh buy signal on the daily chart for Luxalgo. Yes, on the three daily chart, we see that MACD is crossing bullish and RSI is doing what it wants to do. And we're above $42,000. Yes, all of that is true. But here's the deal, guys. Let me just make it very clear to you. It's not confirmed. You know, Bitcoin has been rallying for under a week. It has been rallying and confidently breaking uptrends for under a week. And I want you guys to remember that we need to have confirmations and we need to give it time for the market to really prove itself. The market has not proved itself right now. And when we say in the title, could it rally or or could it crash? We mean that because to be honest with you, in 30 days, Bitcoin could be sitting $15,000 above here or it could be sitting $10,000 below here down at 33K. There is a strong argument to be made for both of them. And at this point, I have an inclination that we're gonna rally, but we don't know yet because Bitcoin has not made that decision. It's an if-then statement, guys. I have my inclination that we're going to go through the bullish if-then statement and rally, but there are plenty of reason to believe that that might not happen. And we're gonna talk about all of them. Tim, how should we approach markets like this that have only rallied for four or five days how confident should we be in a trend that is this young?
2: I mean, uh, anything that can go that quickly one way can go quickly the other way. Uh, retracements happen both to the upside and the downside. This is one of those things I, I put on my Twitter last night. Uh, you know, this morning we rallied, I think, or sometime last night we rallied all the way up to, was it 45.5. So, you know, great job, Bitcoin. The problem is, where was that daily close? What was I saying yesterday? We needed it to close above to cancel out bearish RSI divergence on the daily chart. We needed it to close above 44. It did not. It closed literally 200 l- lower than that. So this is another waiting game Bitcoin is putting us in right now. And, and you know, people hate that. People want it to just be a rally, but you got to wait for confirmation. And guess what? There's not been confirmation that it's ready yet. Yep. If, it, if we can close today above, great. That's, that's, that's what we need. But if we can't, You got to continue to play out the cards that you're you're dealing with. You can't just wishfully hope that things are going to
1: happen. That's how you get wrecked. Absolutely. Well, guys, now we're going to go ahead and jump into our Bitcoin technical analysis, and we're going to go ahead and run through all of this. The very first thing I want to show you is down on the minute chart. Take a look at this volatility, guys. We saw Bitcoin rally at 930 to 932, $200. Then over the span of the next three minutes, Bitcoin dropped $250. Then over the span of the last four minutes, Bitcoin rallied $300. So there's a lot of volatility going going on down here on the minute chart. But one of the things I want you to keep in mind on the minute chart is that even though it is uh, definitely a very short-term time frame, you can do technical analysis on it. And we actually had a bear pennant this morning, which broke to the downside, as you would expect. It predicted a $42,700 movement. We only went down to $43,000. But the point here is that Bitcoin on the minute chart is actually in a bear flag. It's a relati- it's a relatively uh, strong bear flag as far as it's, b- it's relatively bullish, but this is technically a bear flag. And technically speaking, we should be expecting for this to break to the downside following a price target like this that so would push it down to 43000 That's just a minute chart TA for any of you guys who are interested in that. But the thing that's really interesting down here on the minute chart is this blue line right here at $43,600. If I go out to the hourly chart, you'll see where that comes into play. Looking back over here on a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, of price action you're going to see that that lines up very, very clearly with some of our local highs that we had set back here in the month of January, early January. We set $43,600 as critical resistance over and over again. So if you remember today's title, Bitcoin Testing Critical Resistance, this is the critical resistance right here. This is what I'm talking about. Bitcoin at the moment is hovering around it, but we have not confidently broken. it. You might say, but Jeb, look, we did break it. We rallied all the way up to 45,500 last night. Do you not see that? How are you not seeing this? We rallied to 45,600. $600. Obviously, we broke it. Well, no. Actually, we didn't because literally 20 minutes ago, we were below that line. So, we have not confidently broken it. The thing you have to remember about trend lines and all lines is that they're not actually lines. They are zones. There is always a catchment zone around every single trend line. And in this case, it would probably look something a little bit like this. You can see this zone right here. Just connect the absolute tops up here and a little bit more. And then some of the lows down here. And then that's the actual resistance zone that we're looking at. There is no such thing as a resistance line, there is always going to be a little bit of a zone because you will never be able to say, okay, the resistance on Bitcoin... $43,852.94. That is not the way it works, because some people are going to put their resistance level one cent above that, or one cent below, or their sell order one cent above that, or one cent below that. They're going to put it $100 above that, or $100 below that. So this is the resistance zone that we're tackling right now. The question is, will we be able to confidently break bullish out of it, or not? If we don't, what we're almost certainly going to do is pull back down here towards $39,500. Now, we're going to talk about the reasons why that might occur, but Tim, what What are the major levels of support that you are looking at if Bitcoin does not manage to continue and rally above this zone?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, the first one is the obvious 42. That was a key level during this that, you know, back in, again, early January, we kind of hovered between 40 and uh, 44, but 42 was kind of a middle point there. So the first one I'm looking at is 42. After that, again, I would look at 40. Then I would look at about 39. Again, it's going to be somewhere between 39 and 39.5. And then after that, I I think if we break below 39.5, I do think what's the point other than to go down and set up, uh, lower than that $35,000 daily close. Uh, so again, I, I'm not saying it's an absolute certainty. We go all the way down there. There are levels of support between where we are right now and 30, uh, 35,000. However, uh, again, there's the possibility still stays in the cards, but you know, let's focus on 42 and 39
1: first. Yeah. And I'm definitely seeing a lot of reason to believe that we could potentially go down to that $39,000 level. In fact, that 39 K level is the 50% Fibonacci retracement from the local low, uh, the absolute low of this downtrend at $33,000 extrapolated all the way up to our local high that we set last night, that, uh, 50% retracement is $39,000. So to be clear, guys, I said this once, I'm going to say it again. I'll probably say it 20 times before the stream's over. I am bullish on Bitcoin at this point. I do think that we are going to go into an uptrend. However, we are not in an uptrend yet. We are in a tertiary uptrend to the secondary downtrend. We have to bet on the trend because the trend is our friend until it ends. We have not exited the tertiary uptrend to go into the secondary downtrend. What am I talking about? What is this tertiary? secondary nonsense. Well, here's the deal. We are in a primary uptrend, meaning that we're in a bull market. Primary means bull market, bear market. Secondary means a contrary trend to the primary trend. So we're in a bull market. This is primary. This is called first order. So first order trend right here. Our second order trend is anything that is in contrast to that longer term trend. So you can see that this would be a secondary downtrend, secondary downtrend, secondary downtrend, secondary downtrend. downtrend. But then when you zoom in, you start to see tertiary trends, which actually go against the secondary trend. Right now, we're in a tertiary uptrend. This is a third-order trend to the second-order downtrend to the primary uptrend. I hope that makes sense. That's just some market uh, market anatomy, is what you might call that. That goes back to the Dow theory of markets from over 100 years ago when we were first figuring out, and by, when I say we, I mean technical analysts, analysts. We're first figuring out how to analyze price action charts. They realized that that is how you want to look at them. You want to look at primary, secondary, tertiary, and if you have a very small trend, even a quaternary trend. That'd be a fourth fourth order. Here's the deal though, guys. Right now, we are in a secondary uptrend, but we have not had enough confirmations to say that this trend is over. This secondary downtrend is very much in effect. Right around here, this secondary downtrend was nullified. But during this time, this was just a a tertiary trend, a secondary uptrend that followed the primary one did not start yet. So here's the point. Until we see confirmation, we are still in a downtrend. I hope that made sense. That's kind of a hard thing to explain. The point is, though, the simple point is, though, that we need to confirmation and we have not seen that yet so here are some of the things that i am concerned about down here on the hourly chart. Very first thing that I'm going to point out is that there is actually bearish RSI divergence that is formed on the one hour chart. You can see on the one hourly chart down here that there is a downtrending level of resistance on RSI and an uptrending level of resistance on the price action. On top of that, if we bring up Lux Algo down here in the hourly chart, you will see that we have a confirmed sell signal. We have a sell signal uh, followed by red trend catcher and then also followed by uh, red Lux oscillator. So that tells us that we are in a confirmed downtrend. On top of that, down on the one hour, hourly chart, we can see that there is a uh, bearish, uh, bearish MACD cross that came in about eight hours ago. So all of that tells us, okay, look, the market is relatively weak right now compared to where it was a day or two ago. On top of that, RSI is sitting down here at 50. It briefly dropped below 50. That tells us that the bears are starting to get more powerful. And also, if you look at Luxalgo's reversal zones on pretty much all of these timeframes, one hour, two hour, four hour, we are currently sitting inside the uh, the top of the reversal zones. In fact, we've gone very, very deep into them. So that tells us two things. Number one, it tells us there's a A lot of bullish sentiment right now, but two, it also tells us that we need to see a correction. So Kelly, I actually want to hear your take on this. What are you seeing from some of the short-term indicators? Are you seeing some short-term indicators that would, well, indicate that we're going to see a drop down to that 42 level or maybe even down to 40?
3: Yeah, well, let me pull up uh, here on Market Cipher. Uh, I I was actually just staring at the weekly and I was going to break it down backwards, but I'll just start here at the four hour. Uh, The four hour definitely does show uh, we do have a red dot uh, momentum starting to come back Uh, rsis are angled down and the vwap uh, is coming down uh, you can almost see here that the money flow is starting to uh, move down a bit here but this is not enough of an oscillation based on the, this move that we have that i'd really call that uh, significant money coming out uh, and then in addition to that uh, i would say that here uh, you know, basically contrary to that, actually, I would say looking here, I noticed this yesterday uh, uh, looking on a much longer time frame on the two week chart. Uh, we have actually here if I, if I bring up the RSI, you can see we have actually just basically set up this huge trend line that we just bounced off of. So this is kind of like the confluence of uh, or the 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 frustrated thing that we can as YouTubers can say and analysts can say it could go up, it could go down. Well, in this in this uh, in this term, I would say that uh, just like we showed yesterday on, on the on market cipher uh, here, let me see, there we go, uh, on market cipher we did on the weekly have that cross to the view op coming back up and the momentum coming up. So, in terms of how this week is going to play out, I do think that uh, I do think it's going to end. Uh, End over the next five to seven days, probably up. But coming uh coming on these smaller time frames, uh, you know, market ciphers starting to roll over, the four hours starting to roll over. Uh, and in addition to that, if we go back here on just a traditional uh traditional TA, uh the RSI is finally, finally above the 50. Uh, but much in confluence with what tim and and you both said jeb uh is that uh this th- we're fighting right here at the 382 on the uh basically this is on the daily chart the rsi is up but i i can, I can see a very clear path for for this rsi to actually come back and actually basically essentially test if we were going to go into a bull trend, and that would be testing uh coming back in this rsi testing right where i've circled here around the 50 which also is perfectly in line with what you said tim coming back down to basically this level here somewhere between the 39 and the 36. Uh, and if we zoom this in here, you can see on the, the fib that I did, a fib retracement, the 36 to basically 36 to 37 level is would actually be the golden pocket for a retracement coming back down. So if if we have very strong bullish sentiment to hold and the short term sellers stop selling, I definitely think we can hold above uh, the thirty nine. But if the if the if there are still short term sellers that are getting shaken out, then I think we will very likely come down to the thirty six k level for this golden pocket, and that would also set up the RSI to retest at the fifty to confirm whether or not we're going to stay in a bull trend or continue downtrend.
2: Hmm. Boom. Well, Tim, did you have something to say? On I that? I do. Uh, you know. Go ahead. So I'm I'm. This is people are going to think that I'm going back on myself, but I'm not. And I want to explain why. And I'm going to be as brief as possible. So, making you go to my chart real quick. I'm going to show a couple of different things. I'm going to pull up the volume. I'm to pull up the T-sequential on the Bollinger Band. So, guys, I've said now for a couple of days, I do believe there's still a case for going down to 33. But I do want you guys to know, this is on a smaller time frame. i look at the hourly chart right now. This is my prediction, actually, for the rest of the day that I think is probably going to happen. And there's one caveat, and that's if disaster falls and we drop below, if we, if we just fall below 41,000, Uh, 300 then this changes you know that it cancels out but what I'm seeing right now as Jeb pointed out we did have this bearish RSI divergence it wasn't crazy it was strong in a long time frame but it wasn't strong short time frame and and this is what I'm seeing we also are looking at bullish RSI divergence right now as you guys can see right here clearly the RSI has gone down slash sideways whereas the price difference is massively to the upside so here's the thing I actually think looking at the Bollinger Bands right here looking at where we are with uh, you know the the T sequential we had a Red seven or what we, a bullish seven, you know, call it green seven, whatever you want to call it. This is getting saying we are getting close to where we could be seeing TD Sequential predict a reverse. We're also at the bottom of the Bollinger Bands. What is the top of the Bollinger Bands right there? Right at where our candle bodies closed around forty four thousand nine hundred. I would not be surprised. Slash, I kind of think this is what's going to happen. I think that we are going to rally using this bullish RSI divergence for today. Hourly chart's very quick. We're gonna rally. We actually are gonna close a candle body above 45,000. Now, what that's going to do, however, is on the four hourly chart, we're gonna set it up to where on the, you know, I don't need the Bollinger Band C sequential sequentially more. We're going to rally up here. We're gonna close a candle somewhere up in this region right here, okay? So I'm drawing a line right there. We're gonna close, but the RSI is not gonna make it up there. The RSI is not gonna close as high as 8 this will set up a bearish RSI di- uh, divergence reversal. We're going to come back down. The daily chart shows we probably need to come back down at least again to 39. Uh, but I think people are going to get faked out. I think people are going to see us rally back up above $45,000 and say, oh, all these people saying we're going down were wrong. They're, that's not what's happening. We're rallying. And, and watch us have another fake out before that actually sets up what we need because this is very weak bearish RSI divergence on the 4 chart not very strong I think that we can form a little bit stronger where the price goes a little higher but the RSI stays low and that's what's going to cause ours to go down at least like I said to the 30, $39,000 level somewhere let's see right in here and then what we could do this is the saving grace to prevent 33,000 if we can close somewhere on 39.6 we would set up what is that inverse head and shoulders Boom, pattern that. and then we can move bullish that's there's a lot of ifs then statements there but just remember if we drop to 30 if we drop to 41 right now everything i just said throw that out But if we don't, we do have the bullish RSI divergence to rally back up above 45 to then set up bearish RSI divergence, which would take us down at least here. If not, there's a chance we still come down to this 30, around 40, uh, 33, 34, somewhere in that region, setting up daily bullish RSI divergence. And guess what? Tomorrow I'm making a video on why that would be very significant, but... I'm going to wait till tomorrow to
1: give you guys the details on why. Guys, make sure you look forward to that. Now, I want to show you something else on the liquidations front. This is a market uh, a, a indication that I look at quite a bit. Taking a look here at Coinglass.com forward slash liquidations data, this is a site I go to quite frequently. We're not sponsored by them or anything. We just enjoy their site. We can see, if we go to the period of 15 minutes, we can see that over the span of, di- of different 15-minute intervals, over the last, you know, ever since 3 a.m., about six hours ago, we have seen $15 million get liquidated on Bitcoin three times, 15 million here, 17 and a half million there, 12, uh, 13 million there, 7 million there. A lot of a lot of longs have been getting liquidated ever since we hit this top. And this is the thing that I'm kind of uh, not concerned about, but the thing I want you guys to keep in mind. And that is that as I've talked about for the last two weeks, actually, I've been talking about this for the last two months. Whenever we go into an uptrend, people get exuberant and they say, Oh, goody, we're going into an uptrend. I'm going to long. And then guess what happens? They didn't wait for the confirmation that we told you guys about. I said, wait seven to ten days after we see. Lux algo buy flash on the daily chart. That's confirmed after we see a three daily chart. MACD cross that's confirmed after we see RSI break the 14 interval moving average on the 14 to, on the three day chart. And then also wait for us to get above $42,000. Give all of those indications seven to 10 days. And then think about going into a long position at this point. It has not been seven to 10 days. It's been two or three. And what's happening right now is a lot of people are not following that heed uh, either because they haven't heard it or they don't know. And, they are entering long positions right now when we have not even broken a local top yet. We have not even broken $44,500, which is our local top over here. We have not even broken up here at $48,400. We have not even broken $52,000. A lot of people are in longs right now expecting, okay, Bitcoin's going back to all-time high, and I think it's going to go back to all-time high, but we need confirmation before we go and put our money on the line. We're dealing with finances here, guys. This is really important. we got to make sure we're being careful and stewarding our resources correctly because there's people that are counting on us to be successful so that we can be of service to them and So that we can be of service to ourselves so that we can help ourselves so that we can you know give generously and you know give joyfully we want to be able to do that kind of thing but to do that we need financial sovereignty and one of the ways that you will achieve financial sovereignty is by being wise with your assets not going into longs too quickly and what has happened here is we had about a hundred million dollars in total worth of longs get liquidated in the last eight hours and I fear, I don't fear, but I am concerned, I should say, that if we do start going into a downtrend towards 42K, that there's a bunch of longs that are going to get liquidated down here. And if we go down to $39,000, we could see another cascading long event that could wipe out a lot of our progress. Tam, I want to hear your take on that. Do you think that we're going to see a cascading liquidation of longs that could cause a flash crash and ruin this uptrend?
2: I don't know. So you know, this this the good news is this is the the very good news is this rally did not really come because of longs. Uh, there's actually metrics have shown there, yes, people entered longs, but not a ridiculous amount. We actually think this rally potentially was sparked by the spot ETF, and we talked about it on Friday, where we needed to be to, for to have bullish momentum. We ended up being way above what we needed. So the good news is is I don't think the longs themselves are gonna be what gets liquidated and cause us to go all the way back down. I think it has way more to do with the whales wanting to buy in at those lower prices mm. but what i will say and, and I, while i still hold that that is something that could happen and I, I think there's a very good reason why we need to go down that low for long-term bullish action there's still a case like maybe the whales will say you know what uh i think a lot of people are ready let's go down to 39 let's buy at 39 396 region Uh, and then we'll be ready to go there's there's a lot still on the cards that could happen this is kind of a boat where we need to wait and see there's a lot of unknowns there's a lot of ifs uh, and due to that i'm not confident right now to
1: either buy or sell if i was doing trading yeah no i agree with you and the reason is because we have not seen that confirmation yet right now we are in the process of going against the longer term downtrend we need to see some more confirmation that that is going to occur now if we look out here on the four hourly chart i'm going from memory here but i do believe that uh actually i take that back i was going to say there are some bearish RSI side divergence here, but there's not, not that I'm looking for anyway. Now, the thing I do want you guys to keep in mind is that Bitcoin does have a lot of bullish fundamentals right now. It does have a lot of bullish on-chain, and there are a lot of reasons to believe that we're going to go into an uptrend. Again, I've said it like four times, and we'll say it again. I do believe, and I am in the camp, that the bulls are going to win, but the bulls have not started winning yet. I need to be very clear on that. I am bearish until proven bullish. I want to be bullish because I see the technical indicators. I see the fundamental indicators. I see the on-chain. I see where the sentiment is going, but I am bearish until I am proven bullish because that is what logic and my wisdom and my 5 years of work in this market has shown me that I need to do. I might want Bitcoin to go to $50,000 but I cannot in good conscience come on this channel in front of three in front of in front of 20,000 people that'll end up seeing this video and tell you I think Bitcoin's going to $50,000 when I don't have confirmation of that. That would be irresponsible of me because it would lead you astray. So I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And what you need to hear is that, yes, Bitcoin wants to be bullish, but Bitcoin has not proven it yet. And that is my stance on the matter. Now, with that said, I do want to throw it to Kelly for some on-chain and some news. Kelly, take it away, my friend. we got some headlines to cover and some really interesting stories as well.
3: Absolutely. And I've got some on-chain stuff I want to... Uh to, to share, to support everything we're saying, both on the uh, bullish and the bearish front, or I should say on the bullish and the conservative front, because even though we might have a small correction from here, that doesn't mean that the bulls aren't starting to uh, gain the all the signals and the fundamentals needed to actually make that follow through. But we do need to trade safe. So I'm going to share. Uh, here we go so uh and i apologize yesterday on the on-chain i i I wasn't able to share my screen so i hope it's up now and uh here uh, you can see I, i shared this on my twitter this is from it tech and if we break this uh Bring this up here. Uh, this is showing the exchange net flow, and we've talked about this uh, many times. That when you have uh, money going into exchange, that's essentially uh, it tends to be a signal for people looking to be prepared to exit the market or trade trade out because they think the price is going down. When 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 there's a uh, and when there's an outweighing of money coming off exchange, that's that's a that's a setup for whatever coin that is coming off exchange to be in preparation uh, for. Being a long-term holder to not to trade, uh, and in, in this case, you can see on the bottom side here. This is this is still outweighing. We had a little bit of an uptick here, but overall, we're 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 we're, we're still having larger outflows and inflows. Uh, this is the minor reserve. So this is how much. Uh, coin the miners are holding. If it's coming down, it means uh, they're selling. It means they're taking profits because uh, you know they, they don't think they're going to have an opportunity to harvest profits at a higher price so they're offloading uh, before the price goes down further so they can reaccumulate at lower prices. And in this case, you see this purple line, miners' reserves are, are going up. Uh, and this, very similar to the outflow and inflow metric, the exchange reserves, look how low this exchange reserve is. How much Bitcoin is on exchanges, available to trade. Uh, this is this is just this is an incredibly bullish setup. It doesn't mean it's a bullish guarantee. It means that this metric is showing uh overall that the it's supporting this narrative of the inflows and outflows, as well as how much coin uh the exchanges are holding in reserve on their on their exchanges. Uh, and this last thing I want to show here, this is minor outflows. This is another one that supports what we were talking mm. about with miners selling or taking profit. Uh and there's the miners are are essentially sitting on their coins now. They're holding them longer term. They're also more the, the major players in the mining uh, industry are, are 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 holding their coins. They're, they're not using them. They're not liquidating them for profits because a lot of them are publicly mm-hmm. traded now. So they have funding, which is incredibly bullish in the long term. We're still going to have this volatility up and down from where we're at. Uh, the next uh, two two or three things I wanted to share is this is uh, this is basically. Supporting what we were talking about with the short squeezes. Uh, and you can see here, this is the short uh, squeezes. This is over uh, the last few days. This is 180-minute uh, moving average. But you're seeing every time we're having this price movement, we're also having a lot of short squeezes. But what I want to what I want to make you aware of here is especially when we're getting this this, this jolts of exuberance and, and bullish excitement, just because we're having small price changes, that also means we're going to be stacking up leverage uh, for longs, which at the end of the day, big, big, Big money players are in this to make a lot. I mean, we're all in this to make money, but big money players are in this to make money and they have the means to move the market. So if we're getting overextended with leverage with longs, that that gives them the option of a lot of liquidity that they can take very easily by just moving the price just past, past certain liquidation points. So I do think we are gonna uh, have that liqu- liquidity tapped and it gives us more, uh, not confidence, but more of a possibility that we are gonna have that, that uh, move down back to test the 36K level Mm. the 39k level somewhere in there uh, and then well, uh, I, I, real quick I inter- even interrupting
2: you kelly based off what you're seeing there do you think that we will hit a 36k level or do you think okay because i'm kind of looking at it i mean it's always possible anything's possible but i kind of think it's either 39 or down to 34 at least what are your thoughts mm. on that
3: well 39 i think is if we maintain uh Overall, in the market, we we have the buyers there to buy if people aren't exhausted from buying the dip, which there's been a lot of dips coming down from 68. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not saying that it's more or less likely. I think that that's yet to be seen. Gotcha. If we're able to, if the tipping point gets pushed, then I think it's very likely that the, the reason I say 36 is because mm-hmm. where from where we went down to and then where we just uh, plateaued at and came and started to come back down, the 36k level is basically right in that uh, golden pocket. Zone for uh, retracement level on the Fib, so that that's where I see that. If we go yeah. beyond that, uh, we very well could go down to the the 33.5, 34 level, but I think that I think that would be more bearish than if we were only to go down to that uh, that golden pocket at the 36k level. And this is kind of supported with this metric here. This is showing a, in a in a bizarre way a bullish bullish divergence on uh, the funding rates. You see here, like uh, right here on this chart, uh, this was the price action when we came down to 29 back in, uh, mm. what was this, uh, May through uh, July. And this was the funding rates uh, basically having a bullish divergence on that and then the rocket up. And we're having a very similar setup here. And this, look at this time frame, 70 bars, 70 bars. Uh, so we're kind of in that pocket in terms of if we're going to play out a similar fractal, which is never guaranteed, but we are setting up similar similar sort of metrics. And uh, that being said, looking at the stable uh, stablecoin supply ratio or the SSR, if you're looking it up uh, on on-chain stuff, we have a lot. When you have when you have this on the this negative side here, this is showing a lot of stablecoin essentially on the sideline. Which, if you think about it, it is essentially liquid li- liquid liquidity that you can Tap to then have buying power. So just like right here, same same point right here where we had the the May to July downtrend, we had a lot of stablecoin on this on the sideline waiting for that entry. Mm. And as it started to tick up, it started building bullish pressure. Uh, and as you can see here, we're, we're just kind of setting up that same narrative. So with all those things combined with on chain, I think we're we we still have a little bit of the shakeout because we, there's a lot of liquidity on both shorts and longs. Uh, but once that those funding the the the, the over leverage on the open interest uh, sort of starts coming down and everybody gets shaken out, I do think we, we'll, we'll kick in there. Uh, I'm just curious your thoughts on on these metrics. And then uh, after that, we can uh, dive into a couple of the, the headlines.
1: Yeah, well, I think the thing we have to remember is that all of the on-chain metrics are all overwhelmingly bullish right now and actually they have been for a while we have seen something called a uh, supply shock going on in the cryptocurrency space where money is being pulled off of exchange as you talked about the miners are hodling we're seeing a lot of people hodling we're seeing long term ho- uh, hodling hodling i've heard people call it hodling ho- hodling what who <laughs> we're seeing a lot of people hodling their bitcoin i sound canadian now we're seeing a lot of i don't know why i don't know why i'm going after canada so much today i don't know i like canadians it's all good but nevertheless a lot of people are hodling right now in a way that we haven't seen in a while the The on-chain metrics look very, very bullish, and all of this tells us that the supply is in a position where we're able to be very exuberant about what's going to happen in the next year. That does not mean that we're going to be able to be extremely exuberant about what's going to happen tomorrow. That means that we have strong underlying intrinsics, but it doesn't mean that those underlying intrinsics are going to push us to the upside right now. And you actually see an evidence of that down here on the minute chart. Now, again, before I even go to the minute chart, I want to encourage you, don't pay too much attention to the minute chart. So this is a very simple point because nothing has happened yet, but even in just the last 15 minutes, Bitcoin is down $500. So I don't put a lot of stock in that. What I did tell you, earlier today when the stream started was that we were in a bull flag right now if you go back on the stream i literally showed you this i showed that you you that we were in a bear flag excuse me and that the price target for that would be down at 43,000. we we're currently following through on breaking bear, uh, bearish out of that price out of that bear flag down there on the minute chart so the point here is the on chains and the fundamentals and the supply and all of that are very very bullish but it takes time the thing that you have to keep in mind is that it is supply and demand mm. not just supply it is supply and demand that affects price. Right now, the demand is low. The supply is in one of the best places that it's ever been, guys. The the, the amount of Kelly, do you know the number off the top of your head? What the long term huddler ratio is? the I, the the number of people that have been hold, hold the number of Bitcoin that have been held for more than 155 days. I want to say it's 84 percent of them have been held for more than 155 days, and not moved. Do you know that number? It's uh,
3: it's very, it's very high up there. And in fact, even looking at the short-term supply the uh, short-term holder ratio, even with that, that's been the major, major catalyst for the downtrend. And even within that, I think it's only like 30, uh, 35% have been taking profit or, or selling at a loss. Uh, so, I mean, it's such a minuscule amount that's yeah. been driving this downward. Exactly. Right. So it's really right now, the only thing that's really holding this back isn't the sell pressure. It's the lack of demand. It's the exactly. lack of confidence that we're going to be moving back exactly. up. So as soon as that starts rounding the corner, uh, the sell
1: pressure will be essentially non-existent. And the good news is that is a perfect setup because as soon as we see that buy pressure come back in from an Amazon adopting Bitcoin or a Microsoft adopting, di- adopting Bitcoin or an Apple adopting Bitcoin or any of these major companies adopting Bitcoin, then that's what we're going to see happen. We're going to see Bitcoin have a lot more demand come in from the traditional space. Right now, people are still worried about the Russia-Ukraine story. That, that's kind of tapered off a little bit. People aren't talking about that quite as much, but that fear, uncertainty, and doubt is still there. They're still worried about the S&P 500, the SPY. If we go over and look at the SPY, It's recovered a little bit, but it's still down from all-time high, down 7%. You know, the stock market goes up forever, but there is a little bit of a downtrend that has happened over the last, you know, ever since Christmas, and that is scaring people. The Dixie, if you look over at the dollar currency index, that is taking a little bit of a hit. We can even see that that's happened over the last week. You would think over the last week, if that goes down 2%, that people would get scared of the dollar and move into Bitcoin, but most people don't see Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation just yet. They see it as a risky asset still. So the point is, guys, the supply is great. The supply is exactly where we want it to be. Now, all we need is we need something to knock over that first domino. That's all we need. And maybe that's Bitcoin getting above $44,000 and staying there for a week. Maybe that's Bitcoin getting above $50,000 and then having a big explosive rally on the daily chart. Maybe that's having a billion dollars of shorts getting liquidated. I don't know what it's going to be. I can't tell you what it's going to be because I don't have a crystal ball or a DeLorean or a time machine. But what I can tell you is that it's there and something's going to happen. And it might not be today and it might not be tomorrow and it might not be this week and it might not be this month, but it's going to be this year. I'm pretty confident in that. The supply, is amazing. The on-chain is amazing. The institutional adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is amazing, which by the way, if we haven't talked about that just yet, we're about to going on up in Canada. We have so many bullish factors right now. And I just want to remind you of that because that does not mean that we should go into a long trade and make a a bullish bet on the next seven days of price action. But it does mean that we can be confident in the long-term uptrend of this market. Tim, do you have any thoughts on all of the metrics that he just talked about? No, I I liked him a lot.
2: To keep in mind, remember, a lot of time people want those on-chain metrics to affect the news here in the next 10 hours. You know, that's not how those work. Those those are not those are not hourly on chain metrics. Those are long term metrics that we're not exactly sure when it's going to flash and actually happen. But it is something to keep your eye on. I've said this. I said this to my brother yesterday. He was asking me about investing. I was like, listen, at the end of the day, how long are you planning on holding whatever you're about to invest? Uh, He said, oh, a long time. I was like, well, then don't don't wait don't wait for the price to go down. You know, if you're trading, wait for the price to come back down a little bit, but if you're if you're going to invest in Bitcoin or Cardano or Ethereum or dot for the next 15 years and you're not going to touch it, what is really the big difference? And when we look back, the difference between 44,000 or Thirty nine thousand is not that significant, or even even 33. It's just not that significant it's really to not. freak out and say, no, I'm gonna hold on and wait for the bottom. It's like no, time in the market beats timing the market mm-hmm. every single day, especially if you're looking long term.
1: You know it's funny? Everybody in chat is saying that oh jeb needs more caffeine. You know, the funny thing is I do have a drink every morning. It's called Nat that ha- hashtag not sponsored, um, that has caffeine in it, but it's only got like hundred milligrams of caffeine in it. And uh I only drank like half of it this morning, so I actually have very little caffeine in me. I'm just I'm just mm. excited it's just a good day just excited about the market i'm just man. excited about the market man what i can't be excited guys i also want to throw it to smay smay what are you thinking about the current market when do you think the turtle market's going to be over we need some turtle ta um <clears throat>
0: i'm gonna i'm moving i'm touching the mic just so i can move it so i cannot touch sure because
2: sure,
1: sure, sure, <laughs> sure, right? sure, sure,
0: sure. just so you know i'm actually pushing buttons here so i move the mic out of the way so then i move it back when i'm here to sure, talk sure, okay sure, 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 so sure, sure, sure. hey hey you do you don't You don't just sit there. Don't just sit there and judge me. You know that that was not judgment. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to the audience. Complete agreement. No, I'm talking to the audience. I think they were agreeing too. They're sitting there. They're sitting there in their chairs. Somebody, I bet somebody's on the in the bathroom and he's looking at me, (laughs) and he's judging me. You know, I see you. Or I hope you don't. Anyways, I mean, okay. Anyways, ask the question again. Sorry. (laughs) What? What's your thought on the market? Okay. Uh, all right, guys. Some freak. <laughs> guys you need some caffeine. Oh my god! I do. I had uncaffeinated tea, and why? That was, that's not a thing. That's a why. Because I don't have a. I brought my coffee maker here, so I don't have one in my house. Oh, okay. Um, all right, guys. So let's. I'm gonna level with you. What? I, right now, I agree 100 percent with what Jeb just said. That we need some cor, uh, some kind of catalyst to uh, you know launch us into. Uh, I, I think it. it <laughs> The days of unwarranted pumping, I just you know, I think we need something. We need that interest back. We need uh we need uh uh uh, institutions to be able to realize that it's a safe place to invest. That there's there's regulatory clarity and all the things, all the things they're waiting for, Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's that simple. It's that simple. There's just not money going into it right now. Yeah, absolutely. There it is.
1: But the good news is that money is going to be coming into it. Guys, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and jump into an intermission. We're going to read some super chats. We're going to read some of your chat. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in today. We've got 3,000 people watching. Let's get that like button up above 1,200. We really appreciate when you guys hit the like button. And the reason we appreciate that so much is because it helps YouTube to promote our content in the YouTube algorithm. We believe that we're providing very high quality technical and on-chain and fundamental analysis every single day. And we want to be able to share this content and what we know with more. People. So when you hit that like button, you're helping us to get the word out and spread the good news of Bitcoin and crypto. So hit that like button. And also, by the way, today's show is brought to you by Lux Algo. It is one of the sponsors of our channel and it is my favorite technical indicator, hands down, bar none. I love it. You saw me do some technical analysis on Bitcoin with it earlier. I talked about how it's telling us that we might be about to go into a downtrend on the one-hour chart. Which, if you take a look at the one hour chart, just go ahead and jump onto my chart really quickly. Looking at Lux Algo, you can see it said that there was a confirmed sell signal right here. In and what's happening? We're starting to go into a downtrend. What happened when we went into an uptrend? Confirmed buy signal. Called this whole movement, guys. Lux Algo is a phenomenal technical indicator. I personally know the man who created it, and I'm a very big fan of not only the team behind it, the leadership behind it, but also most importantly the product itself. I would use it every single day, even if they were not a sponsor of the channel. But if you sign up for the link in the description box down below, you will get 20% off at coupon. Uh, you will get 20% off at checkout by using coupon code Jeb J E B B. Anybody in chat, feel free to ask questions to other people in chat what they think about Luxalgo. But let's go ahead and answer some Super Chats.
2: Yeah, we're going to be really quick here. Just so you guys know, anyone who's waiting, we will be discussing the key... KPMG News here very quickly, uh, here shortly, and then we'll also be talking about institutional adoption of Bitcoin as a whole. So make sure you Woo! stay tuned. Woo! Don't tune out, we have a very we have a very good rest of the show lined Woo! up. But, super chats we have, not a lot. We have one from yesterday, Siobhan Goli. I wanna start off by saying, Siobhan Goli, you are faithful, my friend. You are faithful that if you don't get the answer, you are uh, emailing our support team. So this is from yesterday, Siobhan. I hope we can answer this as best, you, as best we can without Jumping into uh, financial advice. But he says, is it a good time to buy Luna and ADA for short-term or long-term? Thanks a lot for my miss chat. I appreciate the effort the team puts in every day. So, again, we're getting into the boat of financial advice, so we have to answer this carefully. But... Yeah, what would you say to that?
1: Yeah, long term. uh, First and foremost, I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. We are not entering into an agreement or a contract or any kind of dealing where I am a financial advisor of you. I am just giving you my honest opinion. In my honest opinion, I think now is a phenomenal time to be buying Cardano and Luna. And to be honest with you, I've bought Cardano at these levels recently, and I'm looking to buy some more Luna at these levels. Haven't bought any Luna yet, but I'm thinking about doing it. I think Luna is a great project. So yeah, I can give you uh, my opinion. Can't give you advice, but I can give you my opinion. I think that they're fine projects. I think both of them are leaders in what they do. I think Terra Luna is the number one algorithmic stablecoin project in the entire cryptocurrency space. And I think that Cardano is the number one layer two blockchain to build smart contracts on. Yeah, I actually think it's better than Ethereum. It just doesn't have the as large of a community, as large of an ecosystem yet. But I do think it's going to get there. I'm not saying Cardano is going to flip Ethereum, but I do think its technology is actually better. So yeah, that's my opinion on those two projects. I think they're phenomenal projects and I see nothing yeah. wrong with buying them at these levels.
2: He, he just gave another one and I'm going to reword what he said. Because he said, should I buy AVAX or Luna? But I'm going to reword that for you, Jeb, to you answer, say, which do you like? Yeah, AVAX. So okay. I'm going to reword it. Which do you prefer, AVAX or Luna?
1: Well, that's like saying, do you prefer, you know, I, apples or oranges? They're two different things. It's it, You know... Do I don't remember?
2: know. I would prefer one of those over the other.
1: Yeah, that's a bad analogy. It's like cookies or sandwiches. Yeah, it's like there you go. It's like cookies or sandwiches. It's like One of them's like a snack food, and one of them's a lunch. It just, it just kind of doesn't, doesn't really compare. Here's the deal. I think both of them have phenomenal uh, technology. What I will say is this. If you look at CoinMarketCap, Avalanche is a layer two competing with a lot. Oh, excuse me. It's a layer one competing. With, I may have called Cardano a layer two earlier. I meant a layer one. Car, uh, Avalanche is a layer one competing with a lot of layer ones. It's competing with you know Solana, Cardano, Ethereum. It's competing to a certain extent with, uh, you know, some other cryptocurrencies, but those are really the big four there. Avalanche, Cardano, Ethereum, and Solana being layer one protocols. Phantom, it's kind of competing with as well. Luna's kind of in a league of its own. There's no real mm. major algorithmic stablecoin project. So if I was going to bet on either one, I would probably bet on Luna because Avalanche has a lot more stiff competition. Avalanche has to go up against the likes of Cardano and Ethereum, and that is a tall order. I do think Avalanche will be successful, don't get me wrong, but I think that Luna is already positioned to be the number one in its weight class, and that's what it's already doing, and I think it will sustain that. Mm. Great question.
0: Let's do one more, and can, then we'll jump into I Can I just note something that I thought straight. was very good in chat? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the guy named Unsavory Flint said cookies are better than sandwiches.
1: I mean, that's true. I like sandwiches. Isn't but that?
0: Hold, hold on. His, look, his name is Unsavory. Unsavory Flint. So he doesn't like savory. He wants the iced cookies.
1: Oh, that's that's. Well, what
3: about what about if he gets something like Oreo, which is technically a cookie? It's a sandwich. cookie sandwich. Oh. Oh.
1: But what if he goes to Subway and he gets a sandwich, and then they want him to buy cookies? What does he do? Now I feel embarrassed. No one thought it was funny. I but didn't I thought think it, it was funny. funny. I tried oh, to make it. it I tried funny. to make it
2: sound like. To it's be funny. fair, isn't an Oreo like a sandwich cookie? That, that was what's my so, so, no, oh, what Smite said. No, oh, that's what Kelly said. Kelly said. Good. Oh, well, that's just um, This All right, We're, 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 we're going to go back. <laughs> One more question, then we're going to go back into our discussion here. Uh, let's see here. Abdullah Safar said, do you think the bull market will end in mid-March? This is the date where the Fed will raise interest rate. And what are your thoughts about XRP and Dash?
1: Uh, Dash is a dead project, to be honest with you, unless something has happened in the last four years that I'm not familiar with. Dash, I remember when I got into cryptocurrency, was the big deal. It was the big kahuna and everybody was getting nodes built on it and they were making money on it. It's ranked number 81 now for a reason. I would not invest in Dash personally, just my opinion. Not a financial advisor. The other one was XRP. And then the other part of that was bear market in March. So as far as XRP is concerned, XRP is suppressed because of the SEC lawsuit. It has been for a while. I'm not personally heavily invested in XRP. Got a little bit of it. It's not the kind of project that I am the most interested in, but I'm not going to be a hater on it because I do think that it's providing a lot of value. And what Ripple is doing with all of its products, helping small banks be able to uh, be able to uh, process remittances internationally is a great thing. It's a, they're providing a lot of value in that, in that market. Um, and, you know, I, people say, like, oh, it's a banker's coin. It's not really – that's not really a fair assessment of it because, yes, it's helping banks, but it's mainly focused on helping the small banks, not mm-hmm. the big, massive banks. So I don't have a problem with XRP. Yeah. I'm just not big invested in it.
2: No, no, I think the best way to account? put it, I actually think XRP potentially what it's really doing is allowing small banks to compete with big banks. Yes, that's which a good is way. To put very it.
1: good. That's a good way to put it. So yeah. I'm not personally hugely invested in XRP, but I do see a lot of opportunity there. And to be honest with you, I might eat my words on that and want to invest in it. We'll see. As far as the bull, as far as the bull market ending in March because of raised interest rates, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Raising interest rates will cause a shock to the stock market, which will scare Bitcoin for a time. But within a couple of weeks, Bitcoin will probably have completely forgotten. About about that to be honest with you because it's two layers removed the actually, there's three layers removed. Interest rates affect, so let's go through this. Interest rates affect the US dollar. The US dollar affects the stock market and the stock market affects Bitcoin. So it just, the, the effect starts getting smaller and smaller over time. I really don't think that that's going to cause a bear market. It's not going to be a great news story more than likely. People are probably not going to jump out of their dollars to go into Bitcoin in that news case, but I don't think that's a big enough deal to stop the bull market. With that said, guys, what I want you to do are two things. Number one, I want you to spam the chat with three coins that you would like us to do snapshots on, and we will do them here in a little I, bit.
2: You just I mean, if I'm going to give someone help direction, I've heard a lot of ask about Luna and uh, Chainlink recently. Yep. So, you know, and if those are ones you're interested in, make sure you hit those. Those are two that are on my mind to do yep. that I know we haven't done here in a minute. I love minute. to do those. So, Terra
1: Lunar. Yes, Terra Lunar. So make sure you go ahead and tell us in chat. Go ahead and spam it. You got two minutes, 120 seconds. Go crazy spamming in chat what you think. And secondly, hit that like button. We are 10 likes away from a 1,000 likes. Let's get to 1,500 before the stream is over. Kelly. Are you seeing any big headlines? I know you are, but what are they?
3: Uh, Absolutely. Let me go ahead and pull that up. Caught me off guard there. Sorry. Uh, Where am I? That's what we do best. Uh, That's what we do best. (laughs) It's like Dwight from The Office. I love to rip open doors. Here's a great one. Uh, So, KPMG, which is, let me pull it up to the headline, uh, is a massive, basically, financial advisors. parent company that has a, a ton of financial advisors around the globe. Uh, and they just basically announced that they, they, and they didn't say what the, it spe- uh, with specificity, what the total was in terms of the percentage of the treasury, but they did uh, make an announcement that they are adding Bitcoin and I believe ether as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So financial firm KPMG is a can in Canada added Bitcoin and Ethereum to its balance sheets, uh, which is, It's massive, one, because it's not just an institution. If you think about it, it's a double-edged sword here, uh, a a bullish double-edged sword, sword, because it's not just you know, like a movie theater or a car business. It, no, this is a financial services firm. So the fact, uh, the vote of confidence, if you will, uh, that a financial services firm is adding a portion of their treasury, uh, you know, having it be Bitcoin and Ethereum will go miles. Also, it, it also signals that it's probably something very likely that they're going to start be, uh, sharing that 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 info. And, uh, you know, uh, what am I looking for here? The word uh not incentive but they're 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 starting to provide those services to their clients and what what better vote of confidence in in offering those sort of uh, crypto asset options uh within their financial services to their clients than them saying that we hold it on our balance sheet as well so this is a huge signal institutionally uh, and i it, it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out uh if we're gonna see you know when they ever they do their earnings reports whatever that percentage is uh but they're a massive company i think you, i think you said tim that they had over thirty thirty seven billion dollars. Yeah, they in, they in average revenue. about
2: thirty billion dollars in revenue. Last year they did thirty two, but before that they were averaging around like twenty nine seven or something like that. Wow! But yeah, so just put that in perspective. Tesla, for example, was uh, revenue was fifty two billion. So yes, Tesla's bigger, but that's just how large they are. Thirty billion dollars of revenue every single year. They're not a small company. Yeah. Wow. So
3: this will be this will be incredibly bullish. And it's well, some of these things, uh, it's kind of like if you've ever had a bunch of dominoes stacked up and you see where they knock the dominoes down and just well, the first one or two is just like dot dot. And it just picks up, picks up steam. And so we've been seeing this for the last about two years and it seems like it's every few months, but now like as this continues on, especially with the price levels, it is as, as, uh, where it's at, I'm, I I've said this on my Twitter spaces on Thursdays. I've said it here on the stream. I'm so excited, especially with the price action we've had at the beginning of this year, as the price is, is fall to these basically attractive levels, especially looking at this uh, metric right here. This is a long basically this is a macro very macro Fibonacci uh setup and w- when you're thinking about institutional players they're buying in at levels on a macro time frame not where the price is in the volatility based on these short four hour one day one week time frames but as you can see here going all the back to, to 2011 uh this price is essentially having this midway peak uh midway sort of consolidation range exactly where we're at now now this one's longer but that's also because the market's bigger but we're falling right between this 1.272 and the one point six one eight, just like we have in all these previous cycles in the bull market. So I would really say this level that we're at now really is a really big determining level about if we're going to continue this bull, bull trend upward on this macro level, or if we're going to define a whole different trend and break this uh, one point two seven two and come down. Uh, but to continue on with that, uh, the last headline I really wanted to go over, and this was huge, huge news. We all know Jack Dorsey uh, stepped down from Twitter, yeah. but he's also he also has uh, his a company called Block. I think it used to be called uh, was it square uh mm-hmm. and uh block is responsible for cash app and cash app uh basically just basically as you can see here lightning network uh is now available on cash app and it's the fastest free yes i said it free way to sit to pay anyone in bitcoin to transfer among friends to send you know cross-border payments all this sort of stuff and with lightning network it's sort of uh Alleviates the, the tension from the slow, they considered slow in comparison to other uh, cryptos because the block time in Bitcoin is a lot slower than like whether you're sitting on XLM or XRP or Avalanche or th- you know, all these other coins are a lot faster. But with Lightning Network, it sort of it's like it's essentially a layer two on top of the uh, Bitcoin network that allows you to send transactions much faster and much cheaper. And now it's integrating with Cash App, which is a huge, huge deal. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And I'm curious with you, uh, your thoughts on this, Jeb. How do you think this is going to ripple, uh, not XRP, but just, (laughs) you know, ripple through the markets in terms of uh, the understanding, awareness, and even like utilization in places instead of something like Western Union or these other remittances uh, sending cross-border? Do you think this is going to have a more of a... inclusive like it's going to bring people on yes. the lower trajectory of retail markets uh, to be basically involved in the the crypto and Bitcoin uh, networks because now they can send stuff like this cross-border to families if you're working here and sending back money back home to Mexico or even pay uh, between staff what do you, how do you feel like this is going to ripple through the markets
1: no it's going to have huge effects and we've already seen it happening in El Salvador we actually while we were at the North American Bitcoin Bitcoin conference unfortunately there was an audio issue but I actually interviewed the man that put together all of the onboarding and security for the uh, for the wallets in El Salvador, they brought on four million people in the span of 90 days. They had to build a tamper-proof, hack-proof, fraud-proof system that could bring on an entire nation to use Bitcoin for remittances, and they are saving about one percent of El Salvador's GDP on remittances. 22 to 24 percent of El Salvador's en- entire gross domestic product was international bank transfers in the form of remittances, and if those if those bank transfers uh, have a, between a three to six percent on average transaction fee on them, you take three to six percent of Twenty-two percent. You got about one percent of gross domestic product going to bank fees. I'm sorry, Wells Fargo. El Salvador needs that money more than you do. It's that mm-hmm. simple. The what? What the man said. Um, uh, Justin Newton is his name. What he said from stage got a standing ovation in front of three thousand people. He said, "If we can save people four dollars." on trans on transaction fees that's enough money to s- that's enough money to feed a family of four lunch and i had chills go down my spine when he said that that put every hair on my body standing up it got me so excited for what bitcoin is doing that right there is financial sovereignty he got a standing ovation for it and he deserved it because el salvador is better now for having bitcoin lightning network and the layer 2s that are built on top of bitcoin and bitcoin and the cryptocurrency space are doing that around the world that's one of the reasons i love cardano so yes absolutely that's going to have a big impact yes absolutely cash out to adopting this is going to have a big impact. Yes, absolutely. KPMG adopting Bitcoin. And buying Bitcoin and Ether is going to have a huge impact because, like you said, it's lining up the dominoes and knocking them down. If you've ever seen that meme where you got one tiny domino that knocks over a bigger domino that knocks over a bigger domino, and then soon enough you're knocking over, like, one of the stones from Stonehenge, that size of a domino. That's what we're seeing right now, guys. We've seen it happening in droves over the last 10 years, but it's been picking up. Four years ago, when I got into cryptocurrency, it was unthinkable to think that a, that a, that a Tesla would adopt Bitcoin. It was unthinkable to think that a thing like back would launch. It was unthinkable to think that Starbucks would partner with Bakkt and, and would... Will, you know, be accepting Bitcoin and crypto. It was unthinkable. All of these things that Microsoft will be moving into metaverse in the area of blockchain gaming. That would not. That mm. was. Insane, and now it's back of the pa- it's 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 back of the newspaper news. It's boring. We talk about oh look a, a company that does thirty four billion dollars a year in revenue or whatever it is thirty billion dollars a year in revenue just adopted Bitcoin Ether. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I saw that last week. That's what we're talking about here, guys. Sometimes some of the biggest, most groundbreaking news that changes the course of human history is not on the front page the day that it happens, but it is in the front page of the chapter in the history books because when you look at it in hindsight, you realize how important it was, and that's what we're seeing happen right now with all of these different news stories, when we're seeing Cash App adopting Bitcoin, when we're seeing KPMG adopting Bitcoin, when we're seeing all of these major news stories that right now we think are nothing because oh we're so worried about Bitcoin's price being down from all time high oh no it's been in a downtrend for three months I'm not knocking that I understand mm. a lot of people are down a lot of money I am not invalidating your fear that's not what I'm trying to do but what I am trying to do is give you perspective and make sure you realize that the long term fundamentals are the thing that matter because in ten years you're not going to worry about a three month downtrend you're going to remember that the fundamentals put you where you are today financially and I hope that we can be a part in helping you to get there
2: Here's a question I do have Kelly I don't know if the article said saying- or if you see anything about this, is is there a limit on how much can be sent via Cash App?
3: Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't seen that.
2: Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure about. it. I that. thought it was interesting because you know, obviously, we, we had that article the other day about the the bill that's going to be presented to allow Bitcoin transactions under $200 uh, to be untaxed. You know, is this is this a way that we don't? You know, is is there going to be a bill that negates Cash App's uh, ability to do this? You know, is there going to be? Is this going to flow with it? Is it, is Cash App going to adopt that number 200 and say, okay, anything under 200 is free, everything over that, then obviously due to regulation is going to have to be taxed. I want to see what happens there. I do think, though, what's really cool, and I don't think this is one of the headlines we were really going to talk that much about, but that, that article that came out, it's not a very important article in the grand scheme of things, but the JP Morgan Asset Management exec who said he's tempted to get Bitcoin, but he's not going to do it just yet. I thought it was really interesting because one of the things he said is, you, he's like, you just don't, you're just you not seeing any transactions of Bitcoin whatsoever. This completely changes that. This, you know, lightning network on Cash App is actually going to allow people to be, moving Bitcoin and sending it and receiving it a lot more. So I wonder if J.P. Morgan's asset manager, uh, what was his name? I I have it right here. Uh, Uh, Michael Sembalist, Kembalist. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but I wonder if this is going to change it for him. Because he said, he's like, I'm right. He's like, I'm so tempted to buy it. Hmm. But there's a there's I don't see it as gold just yet, mm-hmm, but and I don't see it as being a fiat currency. So
1: right now I'm going to stay out of it. I wonder if this is what pushes him over the edge. It's really funny. Ja- th- Jamie Dimon is losing control over JP Morgan's culture because everybody at JP Morgan wants to buy Bitcoin. I know people that know people that work at JP Morgan. There's a bunch of people working at that company like, oh, I want to go buy Bitcoin. And Jamie Dimon's out here hating on it. He does not speak for his own company in that area. It's pretty funny. Go ahead, Kelly. And one,
3: of the, one of the last things I wanted to share and this is regards to the Cash App uh, deal is is this right. Right here. These these are not wealthy people in many of these countries. They go to other countries to work and send money back home. And just this this article here, just in relationship to El Salvador, this isn't including Mexico, Brazil, Argentina, Venezuela, like any of these other. And this is globally, too. I mean, this right here, just El Salvador alone in one year, they're basically. Taking $400 million back that they're having to give in fees just to send money through a Western Union or one of these other much slower, much more expensive services. So when you have these other services, these crypto uh, projects like uh, uh, well, Lightning Network uh, layered in with Cash App, you, you are going to... Inject $400 million just in El Salvador alone in a year back into the hands of the people and the money that they earn, that they're all they're doing is trying to send a home and they're, they're paying these exorbitant fees that really add up over time. You know, $400 million is a lot of money. I mean, it's hospitals, it's roads, it's it's, it's new houses, it's uh, the ability to go pay and go to college. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's going to have a massive effect uh, moving forward in terms of keeping the money in the hands of the people that made it versus giving it to somebody else just to transact. And that's really what blockchain is about: cutting out that unnecessary middleman.
1: Yep, four hundred million dollars. If unless I am doing some really stupid math, El Salvador's GDP is twenty-five billion dollars. That's one point six percent of GDP that they're going to get back. Mm. That one point six percent of GDP. You know what you would do with an extra one point six percent of your income? If you're making hundred grand a year, that's a hundred. That's sixteen hundred bucks. That's a lot of money. That's th- that's a whole lot of money. You can feed a family oh. for two weeks on that.
3: So my uh, my dad actually just texted me. Uh, he must be watching along. He said, uh, "Cash App, Cash App lets you send and receive up to a thousand within in, uh, within any thirty day period. So you that's can wow, increase yeah. the, You can increase oh, the limits by verifying your identity and your name and birth and all that kind of stuff. So that's there are, there are some limits, but I think I think it's uh, adjustable based on what sort of level of verification you have. Yeah, that's it.
1: yeah. That's, and also that is going to serve a lot of people in countries that do not have the same you know prosperity that America does, where a thousand bucks is a lot more to that to somebody living in a nation like a. Nigeria or in El Salvador than, than it is in America. A thousand dollars in America is a lot of money, but it's a lot more money to a lot of people in the world. So that's something you gotta keep in mind. This Cash App story is great for people in the first world and people mm-hmm. in, the, in very developed nations that are very wealthy, but it's an even bigger story for people out there that really need the help that Bitcoin can provide. Mm. Yeah. With that said, let's go ahead and jump on into Ethereum, and then we're going to come back to some super chats here in a little bit. Tim, do you know what this what the other altcoins are that we're going to be looking at?
2: You know, so a lot. One, the one that I saw a whole heck of a lot was definitely Algo. Algo,
1: okay, we can uh,
2: definitely Algo, and then based off of, oh, there's a lot. There are some that were named that we've done more recently, so I'm gonna go ahead and just make the executive decision. There are some that we'll, we'll try to keep all those names under you know consideration for the future, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say Luna, V Chain, and uh, and what I say Algo.
1: Cool. All yep. right, Luna, V Chain, and Algo. Let's do it. We're gonna start with Bitcoin, guys. Over the last week and a half, bi- uh, excuse me. We're gonna start with Ethereum. Over the last week and a half, ever since the 28th of January, Ethereum has been in an uptrend. In nine days, it's up 37 percent, up 800. $74. That is great. There are a couple of concerns, however, out here on the three daily chart, we have a very large upper wick. We rallied all the way up to thirty-two fifty. We wanted to get to thirty-four hundred. We have not done that. And if this three daily chart candlestick closes tomorrow evening at eight p.m., then we're going to have a shooting star forming here, and that could lead Ethereum to dropping back down to twenty-eight hundred dollars. Now, one of the other contrasts I want to bring to you is the fact that on Bitcoin, on the three daily chart, we have seen our bullish MACD cross. On Ethereum, however, that has not occurred yet. We have not seen our bullish MACD cross. We also have not seen ethereum's rsi push up above 50 it's at 44 right now bitcoin is not there yet it's at 47 but the point is bitcoin is leading this market right now ethereum is very much the one that is following if we look at lux algo i want to show you this on a bunch of different time frames here lux algo has been pretty confident that we are in an uptrend this whole time had a little bit of a sell signal here that got invalidated and we continued to the upside saw a sell signal right here that's been very very powerful very very good deal right there on the four hourly chart we're also seeing a sell signal as of this candlestick seeing a sell signal right here that is indicative that we could have a downtrend now it could be a fake out as we've seen here these signals not perfect but they are really good we do have a confirmed sell signal right here and we did push up into the reversal zone now the one thing I want to point out here is that Bitcoin pushed very deep into these reversal zones on the four hour chart see how we got into the second layer of the reversal zone and even briefly into the third layer here. We only ever got into the first layer of the reversal zone right here, indicating that the rally on Ethereum was never as strong as the one on Bitcoin. And that makes sense because it was Bitcoin's rally that Ethereum was following. Now, on the eight-hourly chart, we are still in an uptrend, but the problem on the eight-hourly chart is that we have a bearish engulfing candlestick formation right here, and we're testing $3,000 as support. We want to hold $3,000 as support because if we don't, then what we're going to do is we're going to end up crashing all the way back down to $2,800. shouldn't say crashing. We're going to drop down to $2,800. 200 bucks on Ethereum is not a crash. But the reason that it's so important in my opinion that we hold this and rally to $3400 before then pulling back down to 3k is because if we do that then that would institute an inverse head and shoulders pattern right here, which would be very, very bullish, just like what we saw on Bitcoin. Again, very similar markets right now. This would give us a price target of $5,000. That would send us all the way back up to all-time high if that was confirmed and we actually followed through on it. So that's what I want to see on Ethereum. We have not seen as much bullishness on ETH as we have on Bitcoin, at least in the technical indicator landscape. So I am looking forward to seeing a little bit more bullishness on Ethereum. The good news is we do have a confirmed buy signal on the daily chart, and we are currently still above $3,000 which is the level that I said I want to see Ethereum above for 7 to 10 days. So Ethereum's looking okay, but we just need to see some more time there. Now, we're going to go ahead and take a look at Luna. We've talked about Luna a little bit earlier. If you don't know what Luna is, you can find it on CoinMarketCap. It's worth $22 billion. Terra Luna, it is the number one largest algorithmic stablecoin project in the cryptocurrency space. The reason that's so important is because when regulators inevitably come down on stablecoins, it's going to be much harder to come down on algorithmic decentralized stablecoins. So Terra has a lot of regulatory hardening built into the way that it was created. Looking at its chart, we can see that it has had a very steady growth ever since November of 2020. In that time, even to the downtrend of where it is right now, it has rallied 20,000%. That is the power of building a great product and then letting the the community do the marketing rather than spending a billion dollars on marketing and then trying to deliver a product. Luna has already delivered a product that is being very successful and has a lot of great fundamentals behind it. Now, here's the deal on Luna. It is in a downtrend and has been for the time ever since Christmas. Even right now, even on this little rally, it's still down 48%. Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. I think Luna deserves to be in the top ten, and I think that it's a phenomenal project that you should consider having in your portfolio. I'm not a financial advisor; I don't know your situation, but I do think it's a good project. One of the things I can say is that Luna is actually respecting a longer-term uptrend right here, with a ton of tests of support and resistance here, support right there, and then we actually bounced off of it right there. Looking down on our shorter-term time frames, if we zoom in a little bit, we can see that we have not seen a bullish uh, buy signal coming in. Lux Algo just yet. We have seen that happen on Bitcoin and Ethereum and a lot of altcoins, but we have not yet seen it happen on Luna. For Luna to do that, we would probably need to go up to $65 to $70, and if that were the case, then that would probably follow Bitcoin moving into a large rally. It's bullish on MACD, but I'm not too worried about the MACD on the daily chart, and if we look at Lux Oscillator, we can see that it is green. So we do have one of three confirmations for a bullish uh, bullish, uh, Lux Algo flash on Luna. Just has not happened yet. So here's the deal with Luna, guys. Luna is lagging behind Bitcoin. If you watch yesterday's video, which you haven't, if you haven't watched yesterday's video that went out on the channel about the altcoin engine, you need to watch that video. That's a really important video because I explained something I call the altcoin engine about how Bitcoin leads and then it takes a break, and then the altcoins lead and then then they take a break, etc. Right now, what's going on is Bitcoin is leading. It is the one that everybody's interested in. So the altcoins are not really doing as well as Bitcoin is because all the attention is on Bitcoin. If Bitcoin pauses, not if it goes into a massive crash that freaks everybody out and they start selling, but if Bitcoin, you know, trades sideways up here around $40,000 for a while, that's going to give people uh, a little bit of boredom, which can be healthy because it will help them to go and look at other investments other than Bitcoin. And if they're confident enough in the market, then they will go to projects like Luna and they will invest in them. What I would love to see Luna do is rally up to $87, as you can see right here, pull back down to $65, and then rally again, set an inverse head and shoulders pattern in motion because that inverse H and S would give us a price target of $176. That would send Luna to an $80 to $90 billion valuation. I'm not quite sure it's ready for that, but it would definitely be a very large rally that you guys will be able to make a lot of gains off of. So that's my opinion on Luna. The next one we said we were going to do is Link. Is that it? Yep. Or is it VeChain? Link. You well, said Link chain. or Oh, no, yeah, sorry. chain. You My said bad. VeChain. VeChain. Yep. You said VeChain. Let's go ahead and take a look at V chain, guys. And I think Chainlink is the other one. Chainlink's the other one? I thought you said Algo.
2: Man, that's, that's true. I, let's do VeChain today, and then let's do Link. I'll do Link tomorrow. Cool,
1: all right, so chain. We've talked about chain relatively recently, but we're gonna talk about it again because you guys wanted it. chain is the, uh, as far as I'm aware, the leader in blockchain, supply chain, logistics management. That is a massive industry, literally moving things. Like, th- that's a multi-trillion dollar industry, just moving things, just moving around. You know, just moving, you know, this microphone from wherever it was made to where it is right now. Moving things, it's a multi-trillion dollar industry. You got Amazon with 3 trillion Dollars worth of infrastructure to manage that company. You got FedEx and you got DHL and you got, you know, all of these different companies that that, that move that you know, the United States Postal Service. These are all supply chain logistics companies, and we're not even talking about industrial supply chain logistics. Supply chain logistics is one of the largest branches of our entire economy. VeChain is attempting to work on improving that branch of our economy using blockchain and verifiable ownership. So as far as the price is concerned, we have been in a bull flag ever since April of 2021. What do I mean? Well, we've had two lower highs and two lower lows, meaning that we're in a big downtrend. However, if you just draw a simple price target here, that actually gives us a price target, as you can see, of about a dollar and fifty cents on V We're at six cents right now. I'm not saying, by the way, that we're gonna go to a dollar and fifty cents, because if VChain went to a dollar and fifty cents, then it would probably be worth over a hundred billion dollars, and I don't think it's ready to be worth over a hundred billion dollars. But the point is, V Chain will probably at least rally all the way back up to its downtrend here at 13 cents. That would double it from $4 billion market cap all the way up to $8 billion market cap. I do think, by the way, that it's going to hold this longer term uptrend right here because that is the uptrend that has been in play ever since pretty much the inception of VeChain. We had tests on it back here in August August of 2018, back here testing resistance in July of 19, resistance here in uh, July and August of 2020, and now we tested it as support If we look at the shorter-term timeframes using Luxalgo, we're going to be able to see some interesting things as well, namely that there is a buy signal that has flashed on the daily chart. Buy signal has come into play. The last five to six days have been very bullish. We traded sideways for a while. We did not break bearish. That's good. means that the bulls are still in charge. We see that there is green trend catcher, green buy signal, and we can also see that there is green Lux oscillator. That's all great. uh, uh, MACD on the daily chart is bullish, and we're about to see a bullish MACD cross on the three daily chart. I will tell you that VeChain is is, is pretty much right now in the exact same position that Bitcoin is in. It's attempting a rally. It's got reasons to believe this is going to rally, but it's still waiting on confirmation. So yes, V VeChain's looking great. And in a week or so, it might be a great time to put a trade in here and, rally- and wait for the rally all the way back up to 13 cents, which would be 100%, 90%. However, I don't think that we're there quite yet. That's my take on V Chain. Now, we're going to go ahead and move on to Algorand. Algo is another cryptocurrency that you guys ask us about quite a bit. We're going to look at it over on Huobi because that's where I tend to do my analysis on Algo, Algorand. We can show you over here on CoinMarketCap. It's ranked number 26, worth 6.6 billion dollars. Sitting at a dollar right now. You might mistake it for a stable coin, but I promise it's not. If we look at his chart, we can see that it has had a very stair-steppy movement to the upside. Is that a word? No, it's not. But I'm gonna make it a word. That's what we've done. We've had a stair-steppy movement to the upside. We've had three major rallies ever since the uh, the uh, uh, let's see, the the uh, the flu happened in 2020 and Bitcoin had a massive drop. So too did Algo. Algo dropped in the span of 24 days. 82%. But from there, it rallied and uh, came back like a phoenix. In 150 days, it rallied 740%. Then it would rally 740% again. Then it would rally 300%. And right now, it is in the process of breaking down out of this longer-term uptrending level of support. The good news for Algo and anyone holding it is that there is strong support beneath it, sitting here at around $0.76. It's currently at a dollar, which is great, but it does have strong support down here at $0.76. And in fact, we have set this level of support multiple times. We set it three times back here in May, June, and July. And we've also set higher highs that have um, indicated that this market is still moving to the upside. Fundamentals are strong. What I would tell you is just very similar to what I've told you on Bitcoin and ETH. Right now, it is in an uptrend and it is attempting to move to the upside. However, it's not very strong. In fact, it's actually a lot weaker than what we just looked at on VChain. It does not have a bullish buy signal here on the daily chart. If we look at the three daily chart, we do not have a bullish MACD cross, no bullish Lux Algo cross. We're not above the moving average on um, on RSI. So personally speaking, I think there's opportunity in Algo, but I do think that there are bigger opportunities in other cryptocurrencies if you're looking to do a 30 to 90 day trade. Not talking about investment, not going to go there. We're not talking about fundamentals right now, but as far as technicals are concerned, if you're looking to trade it right now, I would say that VeChain is looking a lot better. Bitcoin and Ethereum looking pretty solid too. Algo, not quite sure I like the setup on it if you're planning to long that market with that said Tam, do you have any thoughts on any of those altcoins i just talked about
2: yeah i, I think yeah, I, I think you hit it pretty good I, I, what i'm really looking for with those is let's watch what happens in bitcoin I, I did look at um, and pretty in depth on uh luna i think luna was the one i was looking at that is is currently in a i'm trying to get to my chart so i don't misspeak I don't know what just happened there what the heck I'm pretty sure it was in a in a a rising wedge that we're close to the bottom Um, again my thing just did something really stupid there we go All right. Uh, yeah we're close to the bottom actually in that on a falling a long term falling wedge like if you were to go out to the daily chart you can draw that falling wedge or sorry rising wedge excuse me Um, and and Similar to how I'm predicting crypto, or the Bitcoin and Ethereum are going to potentially correct here a little bit. It would make a lot of sense to correct, come back down to that ascending level of support before rally. I don't think it's ready to break bearish yet. I do think we're going to rally here within the next couple of months, hit a new all-time high, uh, potentially up in the region of around $163 uh, before we maybe then start to correct again massively. Um, again, that's also the region where a lot of people are saying – are asking is that going to be the end of uh, the altcoin, at least the altcoin bull cycle. Um, but we'll see, you know, that's, that's just what I'm seeing on the chart right now. I didn't go down and look at the hourly or four hourly to see what's going to happen over the next couple of days. But long term, if I'm looking out weeks and months, I like where uh, Luna's sitting.
1: Boom. There you go, guys. Well, let's go ahead and read some super chats, catch up on all those, and then we're going to do our price predictions. Yeah. Let's see. We got
2: a good amount now. Uh, so, first, B8 eight $4 is the name. A uh, member for two months now is a Jebi Youngling. He said, When is the Crypto Jeb team hosting a wild party for the fans to all meet?
1: I would love to do that. I'm not Listen, sure when, but I would love to do that. I mean, B-
2: we could do it at Bitcoin uh, 2022. I don't know yeah. if it'll be wild. Listen. Oh, it's going to be wild. It's going to be
1: there. It's going to be wild. Gonna be there. It's going to be wild.
2: Uh, let's see here. I uh, already read this one. Abdullah's one j kaz said my portfolio is down about 30 percent i refuse to sell at a loss how long can a true bear market last if we enter one true bear
1: market can last you know two years i don't yeah. think that'll happen but it could so it depends on what did he say what crypto he was in i'm sorry i was reading chat nope he just said he's down 30 percent. down 30 percent. yeah so the, the thing you got to keep in mind is that some projects are pretty much proven and they're probably not going anywhere and they probably will hit all-time high a lot of them are not if you're in bitcoin it's all but guaranteed that it's going to hit all-time high again. Ethereum, pretty much all but guaranteed it's going to hit all-time high again. Same thing with Cardano. Same thing with a couple other projects. I do think I think, I do think XRP for example will hit all time high again. Um, the issue with that is that you have to make sure that if you're down 30% and you're going to hodl through that downtrend, you got to make sure you're in the right project. You got to be able to bet on that trend. That you got to be able to bet on those fundamentals. So just keep that in mind. There's nothing wrong with hodling through a bear market. I've done it before. I hodled all the way through the 2018 bear market. I did not sell a penny during that. And I bought a lot I bought for me what was a lot at the time like 20 bucks, you know, up and you know, a couple hundred dollars up above above $15,000. All of it. And uh, so there's nothing wrong with hodling through a market, a bear market. Just make sure you're hodling the right thing. Yeah.
2: Matt C. said, did someone say you need some coffee? I'm buying.
1: Thank you very Uh, much, Matt C. Appreciate that.
2: uh, Nate L.A. said, could you look at link, please, if there is time? Nate, we're going to look at that tomorrow. I I go ahead and I'll put it somewhere. Kelly, can you put a note that we're going to do link tomorrow for T.A.? Yeah, absolutely. Sweet, 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 sweet. Uh, Let's look here. Mike Markle said, good morning, friends. I was wondering if we could get some of Kelly's insight on Adax. Is this still the place to buy? And what's the timeline look for them?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we discussed this a bit yesterday, uh, but, you know, everybody gets very – Uh, invested emotionally when they when they buy into a project especially especially when it's moving into uh, what they think is a big date like whether it be uh, uh, a launch date like in this case uh, the DEX launched Uh, but I think uh, there's been a there's a quite a bit of coordinated FUD around it uh, on launch uh, and uh, the 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 CMO uh, Dovidas actually went through and contested every one of the FUD pieces on uh, on this uh, on this Twitter profile that was putting out all this stuff but that being said uh they they're doing a great job their team has been really hard at work i'm following along in the in their telegram group and uh from what i what i've read they're looking to be uh i think by the end of this week launching their all their updates of basically the version 1.1 which is going to address a lot of a lot of user suggestions about how to really uh Shape this up to be uh, the best uh, decks uh, available, uh, and with w- when once that happens, uh, essentially what they're going to be doing. They've been they've been slow playing it, much like Cardano does or has done over the last few years. They've been slow playing uh, some of the things that that will be needed to roll in, which is you know getting a you know a lot more liquidity put on exchange from the projects that are involved because they have a number of projects already available on the decks, but there's not much liquidity. But they're waiting to you know get that TV. Uh, from the, the projects himself uh, until they get the, the, the updates rolled out and everything is super ship shape uh, to do that. So uh, being that the price has gone all the way up, I think at one point to $2.60 uh, and right now they, there is uh, you know, the sell-off that happens at, at the at the launch, which happens with almost especially microcaps. There's a lot of volatility. But uh, is this a good entry point? I'm going to have to let you make that your own call. Mm. But uh, being that there's a lot to come uh, with this project and they're development team is being so responsive and like super tuned into to to making all adjustments needed and they have a lot of marketing that will be coming up they have a lot of liquidity that will be coming up they have more wallets that are that they're going to be working to integrate on their on their service uh i mean comparatively where the price has been and where it is now uh, i think you'll be able to make the right call and whether or not this is a a good entry boom Mm,
2: good deal let's go keep going on here we have one from uh cody uh, Cole, no, say sorry. Cody Colgrove, this is a chat, just a regular one. If we have cash on hand, should we wait
1: or start DCAing? I think it's not a bad idea to start DCAing already. I have got, I have a lot of my friends and family DCAing right now. And uh, so, that, again, not a financial advisor. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with dollar cost averaging. I think it's a good idea.
2: Yeah. We'll keep moving on. We have a uh, super chat from Crypto Alchemist, and he clarified something. He said, Do you guys think that the recent hack uh, and to Solana are going to lead to its demise? Is it just circling the drain at this point with big money to save it? He clarified, he said, I'm sorry, the super chat should have said I should say hack and network congestion. Um, so we kind of discussed that a little bit, Jeb. I want you to answer that. But we, we kind of were talking about how that wasn't actually a Solana hack. It was a bridge hack. It was a bridge hack. So yeah.
1: do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of concerns around Solana and about how the token distribution went, and that there's a bunch of big money players in it and that it's centralized and that there's, you know, weaknesses in the chain and that there's, you know, different things that have to happen on it. The fact is, those are all very, very important. It, it just really is. And you need to do your research on that. I'm not personally invested in Solana and I have not gone and done a a ton of research on everything that's going on with Solana. I don't profess to be an expert on it. I'm not invested in it, so it's not something that I put a lot of time and effort into researching. I put a lot of time and effort into researching, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano and all these other projects I'm invested in. Solana's not one I hold, so I'm not the foremost expert on it. But what I do encourage you to do is if you're looking to invest in Solana, you need to go and you need to chase those rabbits and you need to say what's going on with the leadership? What's going on with the way these funds were raised? What's going on with the token allocation? What's going on with who has all the tokens? What's going on with the centralization concerns? What's going on with the hacking concerns? What's going on with all this bad prep Is it just a bunch of fud? Or is there something to it? If you're investing in Solana, you need to know the answer to that because if you hold Solana, you are a fractional owner of Solana. So you have a vested interest in that because you have your money locked up in that. So if you are invested in Solana, you need to go and do that research. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning on doing a lot more research on Solana so that I can help you with that. I haven't yet, though, so I don't want to speak on something I'm not the most familiar with, though.
2: Last Super Chat, and just so you guys know, if anyone Super Chats, we'll just add that to tomorrow's list. So this will be the last one we read today, and we're going to be brief with the answer. But Zebras asked, uh, got into cake heavy around $13 for a long-term hold and staking. Is it worth holding? Don't know if cutting losses and swapping it is my best option. So let's try to answer as brief as possible. But
1: Yeah, so the Pancake Swap is a great project. $13 is, you know a third of its all-time high and I do think pancake swap will end up going back to all-time high. I think that but I'm not invested in it. I'm not an expert on it. Um, to be honest with you, I can't really answer that question very well, Kelly, are you f- more familiar with pancake swap to be able to give a great answer to that?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm loosely aware it. it's a very I mean, they've got an incredible amount of uh, traffic and volume that that uh, operates through through pancake swap. Um, but in terms of like where it's going or what's, at, i'm like I'm, I'm a little out of touch with with that just uh, being so tuned into all the content that we've been creating here.
1: Yeah, for real. Well, good deal guys. Let's go ahead and move into our price predictions. Yeah, so
2: you know we've been doing this the last couple of weeks. I have mine some Mays, but Kelly wants to give his, so I'm gonna let Kelly go first. Kelly
3: 42,861.73.
2: All right. See see this number again. 42 <laughs> 42850.
1: 850.
2: All right. you change it. 42850.
1: Mm. Jed, what do you got? <sighs> hmm. Friday's the 11th. Friday the 11th. <laughs> I think that we are going to see Bitcoin trading at what did Kelly say? Forty-two, eight, fifty. Well, you can't make your prediction based off him. I just know. To, I'm just trying uh, to remember. <laughs> That's strategy. <laughs> That's right true. There. That is know. strategy right there. Hmm. Hmm. Let's do it. Forty-five thousand dollars. Wow. I'm gonna do it. Wow. I'm gonna do it. I, I did it. I love it. Thank I you. love it. Am I am I in a bad oh, spot? Wait, You're the you high.
3: I'm the high. Oh, okay. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't even bring this up. So for for those of you that watch regularly, uh, we one we've changed the time that we do this from 9:30 yes. to 10:45. Yes, yeah. And last week, you uh, if you weren't watching last week, you, you go don't back understand and watch how that. exciting it was. It was. Race. Because in the course of about 16 hours, every single one of us. Oh, would right. have won the Huddle Truck Trophy at that moment. <laughs> it went from 36 all the way up to 43, I think. And so it was just really interesting. And I was and, winning and, and seven t- minutes before and the Tim end. Tim and
1: Jeb, they were neck and neck. So I mean, was salty, neck. Was super excited. I was yeah. winning seven minutes before it closed at 10:38. I would have won. <laughs>
2: and all that matters is that the exact it's second. That's true, That's you know? true. Here's, the, here's where it gets good, guys. So I love it. Jeb is the highest. I'm going to go ahead and say, Jeb is the highest predictor of $45,000, followed by Kelly at $42,850. So I will tomorrow present the math on what the, if, if it gets between them, if it stays like where it is right now, what's that level for one of them to win? Sme is behind him, poor Sme. Sme is at 41420 which sandwiches <laughs> him pretty nicely between Kelly's $42,850 and my prediction of 40, 40,525. I was worried I predicted too high. I, I was worried that I wasn't low enough, but I love the fact that I'm actually the lowest price on this one. Wait, what did you say? 42, what? You're 42,850 and I'm 40,525. Okay. Oh yeah.
1: man, I like my position. Yeah,
2: you're the highest. I you're like highest. where I again, am. And my whole mind okay. tracks with my reasoning that I think we're at least gonna eventually touch 39 again. So mm. uh you know there's a there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of we candles and wicks right there sitting around the 12 Tim, I have. the good so we'll news see. is I'm going to be gone tomorrow at my monthly meeting, uh, and every time I leave, Bitcoin moonshots. Well, so, no,
2: or it crash it does something interesting. It, it either crashes or it runs. It's rises. never
1: a boring day when I'm gone. It's true. It's, the whales it, it's always really make sure to keep it interesting so that You know, Tim has an interesting show.
2: Yeah, you know, you got to keep it. Now, here's something we are going to be doing, just so everyone knows. So if you guys tune in a little late. You know, uh, we're, we're going to be doing hour show tomorrow. So that is what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, we're not going to do crazy amount. Like, I don't think we're going to do Ethereum TA unless something crazy happens there, too. Uh, but we're going to be a little bit briefer with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a couple altcoins. It will be an hour-long show. So if you join us at 1031, we're probably not live anymore. Uh, yeah. But it'll still be a great show. Make sure you join us. It will be awesome.
1: Well, guys, thank you very much for tuning in to Coffee and Crypto. We go live 930 Eastern every single weekday. Please make sure to hit that like button if you haven't already. We've got 1,300 likes. I know we can get to 1,500 before the show wrap out. Make sure to follow me on my social media, on our social media, at CryptoJeb. We're at Crypto Jeb over on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Official over on TikTok. We post daily to all of those platforms. We actually got a lot of really cool posts that have just gone out over on my Twitter, so make sure you check out the Twitter account. And also, guys, make sure to sign up for Luxalgo if you haven't already. It's a phenomenal technical indicator. I use it as part of my tool belt. So does Kelly. So does Tim. And we absolutely love this indicator. We use it every single day. And if you want to get access to it, you can do so with the link in the description box down below. Use coupon code Jeb, J E B B, for 20% off at checkout. Guys, I will not be here tomorrow. Tim will be hosting the show, but I'll be back on Thursday, bright and early. Really looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.
0: Oh, I got a real good feeling. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at Macfee Media.